0: This episode of The How of Car Washing is sponsored by Focused Car Wash Solutions. Focused Car Wash Solutions is your complete guide to having a successful business in the car wash industry. Visit FocusedCarWash.com for more information. Welcome to The How of Car Washing, the podcast that helps the car wash owner operator, and manager address the challenges and opportunities associated with building and running automated car washes in today's fast-paced environment. And now, here are your hosts, David Begin and Henry Lopez. Welcome to this episode of the How a Car Washing. This is Henry Lopez and my co-host, David Begin. This is another special episode. It's a presentation or a conversation, rather, that David Begin had with Bob Schaefer from ABW at the recent Splash 17 event in New Orleans. And David and Bob chat about belt technology, Bob's thoughts and feedback on the show, um, other technology topics, but mostly about the advantages of belt technology. So tell me a little bit about Bob, David. You know him. I have not met him, but I know he's with AVW and they do tunnel systems and car wash equipment. But introduce Bob, if you will, and we'll get into... Your conversation with him. yeah, I believe Bob is the VP of Sales
1: for AVW. Tommy and th- those two companies. For those who are not familiar, they're they're kind of joined together. They're separate car wash equipment providers, but AVW makes both AVW and Tommy's equipment. So they're kind of partner companies, and they've uh, they've worked together, you know, for the last 25, 30 years. So
0: yeah, you guys chat about that in the show. It's, it's very interesting. It's in interesting long-term partnership. They're kind of like families. Yeah. Yeah.
1: Yeah. So it's good. And then two different types of lines of equipment. So very, very distinct, but they, they are the first OEM to provide uh, belts. So belt technology is instead of using a conveyor where rollers are pushing the car through the tunnel, basically on one wheel, the vehicle drives onto a belt and there's different types of belts. You can have one big belt or you can have two smaller belts, where, you know, each wheel goes on that. And um, you know, actually the car doesn't roll through the car wash. It's it's stationary on the belt, whether it's in neutral or whether it's in park, uh, it's stationary on the belt and then it goes through the car wash in that that regard. So we talked about that. It's relatively new technology. It's it's been a I say dune technology. It's been around for probably about 10 years is my guess. But uh more and more people are looking at belts as a way to um, provide a different experience to their customers
0: great so it's a great conversation great interview bob's a very gracious and articulate guy and shares a lot of knowledge here in this brief interview and i want to thank focused car wash solutions they're the sponsor of this episode so thanks to focused car wash solutions so here now is david's interview with bob schaefer
2: who am i visiting with my name is Bob Schaefer. I'm with AVW Equipment Company out of Chicago. Okay, good, and what do you do for AVW? I do sales and technical support.
1: Okay, good, good, well, what's, so a lot of equipment. that We're seeing a lot of building right now in the car wash industry. You have a unique product, uh, the belt, uh, which, which is different, fundamentally different than uh, what a lot of car washes have done. We're seeing a lot more belts being put in. What do you think the advantages of belts are versus conveyors?
2: Well, the biggest thing is uh, customer experience, they love it, and if you can drive in your garage without hitting your garage door, you can get on a belt, so that re- kind of reduces historic uh, restrictions with people's acceptance of a conveyor. But uh, the other things are that uh, maintenance is much more predictable, and it's longer intervals between it, and then you've got the increased productivity. There are studies that have been done where they've run chain of roller and belts side by side, and you get a 20% higher productivity.
1: Okay, so when you talk about product, you're talking about throughput in the actual car wash.
2: Yes, uh, Mr. Wash in Germany is, that's why they're converting all of their washes over to belts, because they had a side-by-side tunnel, and they were able to process 20% more cars simply because you don't have to wait for a roller call, and customers are not afraid to load tightly on a belt.
1: Yeah, I I see, you know, one of the... The side benefits, I think, of a belt, and it's interesting because I'm building a new washer right now, I'm putting in a belt, so I'm excited about taking a look at the belt technology. But I think most people in general are more comfortable driving onto a belt than a conveyor. There are the things about lining your tire up correctly and getting it on there right and being able to put it in neutral within three seconds that can be challenging for some people.
2: Well, it is it is a challenge, and if you think about uh, loading yourself on a traditional conveyor, it was a great invention. It revolutionized the car industry, the car wash industry back in the '60s. But it requires a skill that you don't use any place else in the world. You know, you you learn how to get on a belt. You don't ever use that again anywhere else. And if people haven't had that experience, it can be, be pretty intimidating to people that don't have good depth perception and space judgment. So. Uh, the belt removes all that fear. Again, if there's no bumps at the front, you pull on the belt and when you see a new belt operate, it's, it's kind of fun to watch the first time that people experience this when a new tunnel opens up because they'll kind of pull on and they'll grab the steering wheel and kind of try to pull themselves up and look and they'll be looking at the windshield and the next thing they realize that they're loaded and they don't know when it happened and they, they break out into a laugh. You can watch this over and over through the windows and it's kind of fun.
1: Yeah, that'll be pretty exciting. I'm really excited to, to get the belt. I also think future technologies for vehicles are gonna make it more difficult for conveyors. I think there's gonna be more challenges with, with a lot of the automatic braking and the uh, you know some of the sensor technology that's on vehicles. It's gonna perceive the car wash and the conveyor more as a threat than a
2: friend. Yeah, yeah I, I think so, and a lot of folks are looking to what those solutions are going to be. I think the automotive industry is going to figure something out there. There'll be a button on your dashboard or something, they're not going to let that that go, but you don't have to worry about any of this stuff with a belt. That problem's already solved, so we don't, if you got a belt, you really don't care what happens. The other thing that happens is I don't think we've seen all of that's going to change in vehicles yet. There'll be other things that come along that we haven't anticipated yet where, again, the the belt is now carrying the car and we don't care what the car's transmission or engine or anything else is doing. As long as nobody puts it in drive and steps on the gas, there's nothing really that can happen.
1: Yeah, so the the two complaints people have about belt, of course, is cost. They're more expensive than conveyors and maintenance. What do you tell your customers?
2: Uh, They are more expensive. They're about two and a half times as much to buy up front, and that's something you have to take into account. Uh, It's part of your capital plan. But uh, again, those side-by-side studies that we've done and uh, what we're working on right now heavily in in our R&D on the belt, all the effort now is going on to increasing the belt life. We've made major strides. We've got a second year of testing right now that's going to probably bring us up to somewhere around four to 500,000 on one position of the belt, and for those that don't have them, they're being flipped in the middle so that you get twice the life out of the belt, usually the other side of the pocket. So we're pretty confident that we're up around 700,000 cars right now on a belt. And that brings the cost of owning a belt, the repair, maintenance, and installation, and initial purchase, if you spread that over a million and a quarter cars, it costs no more to own a belt than it does a a chain of roller. That's been our goal. We actually think now that we're going to surpass that goal.
1: Yeah, that'd be great. That's obviously something we considered when we purchased the belt was the cost and then maintenance. What about maintenance? What what goes into that?
2: Um, maintenance is a little bit different um, in the you know, with a traditional chain of roller conveyor. You know, your 100, 120 foot belt. You're looking at maybe six thousand dollars roughly to change that out when it happens. That's something you can kind of absorb out of your operating budget. Uh, you don't do the repairs and maintenance on a belt. As often, but when it hits you, it's a much bigger price tag. You know, getting hit with twenty thousand bucks if you haven't planned for that can sting a little bit. So that's the thing you have to watch out for. You have to kind of budget for it. You probably want to accrue some operating funds to do that, and then uh, just do your planning. The neat thing about the belt is that it's a very uniform wear that you can see happening. And if you're a math type guy, you just graph it and it'll tell you in january that sometime in march i gotta look for a rainy day and it's pretty reliable so from that aspect it, it avoids a lot of downtime which saves you money right there yeah,
1: good good well I, I do think it's a future i'm excited about it i'm excited to see what my customers say too because I, I think it's going to be great and so the, the big challenge there's 25,000 tunnels out there right now how do you how do you convert from a conveyor to a belt?
2: well it's through the traditional stuff of advertising and that kind of thing and doing shows like this but uh, word of mouth is really the biggest thing and uh, if you look at the you know, process or product development curves you know, we're, we're still in that early adopter phase starting to move into the growth phase. Um, this past year Auto Laundry News did their annual survey and you know they asked on that survey how many people had belts versus traditional conveyors so in our mind that's uh, sort of a uh, beginning to come of age kind of thing we're we're at three percent market share a lot of potential out there yet a lot of folks don't know about us but there's there's a lot of future
1: yeah i think uh, car wash operators in general like to look for the next wave of technology and this is certain a lot of people are looking at um so how, how do you physically convert a conveyor to a belt uh if if i decided my two car washes which are conveyor driven how is that possible
2: uh, it is possible. We've done it at places. Uh, folks have. We've done a few places where uh, we've converted uh, uh, in bay automatics that have higher traffic than they can handle, and they wanna They've got competition coming in down the street, and they want to do something with their site. So we've we've converted them. We've done full tunnels that, as well that want to get into it either for productivity reasons or for the customer experience. Uh, it's not really a big deal. It sounds daunting up front that I got to start cutting concrete, but it's not that. Uh, big a deal. The, the biggest negative to it is that your wash is going to be down for a while, um, three to four weeks minimum, because you've got concrete curing times and stuff like that. But you just saw it, saw it cut the concrete, widen the pit. Uh, it's about the same depth, pretty much the same specifications. report it, and uh, for a typical 100-foot tunnel, you're looking at 40 or 50 thousand dollars. So it's it's not an insurmount or a insignificant thing. But you do get that productivity out of it, and uh, when we look at these the, the long-term economics again over a million and a quarter cars, there's about a 13% return on investment in putting in a belt. So it's a long-term thing. It's you're, it's, you're going to be out, money out of your pocket next week, but over the long run, it'll pay you back.
1: Good, good. Well, you guys have been a great partner with ICA and Splash. Uh, uh, this is your second Splash event. We're making tweaks, uh, we appreciate you coming. And what's, what, what's your thoughts about our event being in New Orleans?
2: Uh, I love New Orleans. I used to be in the food industry a long time ago, and this is all, where all the food technologists want to come because of the restaurants. <laughs> so the food's good down here, but it's nice to move it around the country. Uh, we are in such a habit of going into Las Vegas all the time, and it's a great place to go, but it's nice to move it to where it makes it a little more accessible to other folks too.
1: How is Splash different than the car wash show?
2: Uh, here you get a little bit more intimate um, discussions with people, the talks are good because folks can come up afterwards and discuss what they heard you say if, if they want to, and I think it it just reaches people on a little bit uh, broader scale. The problem with the show um, is that you're, you're either standing there when it first opens and right when it closes, there's nothing going on, and in between those days on the regular ICA show You know, we're backed up at the booth and we can't get to the customers fast enough. And it's just, it's a big show. It's great. We love it. It does a lot for us. Our goal every year is to cover our expenses with what we sell and and we always meet that. Um, But it's just so rushed and so busy that you can't really spend the time with some folks that that, uh, really want to get to you, especially new investors. They always have lots of questions and uh, you can't, you know, you can't just shut them off. At the show, it's not the best time to have that conversation with them.
1: Yeah, I, I like the fact it's three days because on the third day with the big show, I like to, uh, that's when I get to visit with people. I cannot visit with anybody the first two days yeah. at the car wash show. So this is such a great contrast for that. It's, it's really an investment back into the industry um, to, so we can spend time with with people in more detail. We can, we can do some training and some learning and get some industry experts to talk.
0: This episode of The How of Car Washing is sponsored by Focused Car Wash Solutions. Focused Car Wash Solutions is your complete guide to having a successful business in the car wash industry. Whether you are a new investor or a seasoned operator looking to make improvements, the experienced team at Focus can help you every step of the way. For more information, please go to FocusedCarWash.com. excited about coming out again
1: to splash
2: oh yeah we'd we'd be back here again um, I the thing, the other thing I like about it is that you know not everybody's projects happen to coincide with April May shows every year <laughs> this kinda gets in between and gives them another shot at you know coming around to a place where all the vendors are assembled and can help them out so we we had a great experience last year Um busy this morning we've already had one conversation it's probably gonna pay off for us and you know we'll as long as that keeps happening, we'll be back.
1: Good, good. So, so many people that are getting new to in the industry hear both AVW and Tommy being put together. And um, can you explain the relationship between AVW and Tommy?
2: Uh, yeah, the two, uh, we sometimes refer to them as sister companies. They're independent. But uh, years ago, Tom Essenberg's dad, June, met Willie Vidakovich, who was the head of AVW, and met his dad at an ICA show. On the floor, and they were already in the business as quality car wash. And and uh, Tom's dad said, "There's a gentleman over here who's got some great equipment, but you know, struggling a little bit to market it." And he told Tom to go over and buy something. And that was when Willie and Tom met. And they're now very, very close personal friends, and uh, we kind of view each other as family. So it's it's a nice atmosphere to work in.
1: Yeah, and they're 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 two different lines of equipment, and very distinct lines of equipment, but. Uh... Uh, in general I think a uh, great partnership so uh, so Willie makes equipment for AVW and Tommy
2: yeah we build all the all the equipment and, Tom and he, Tommy does a you know a little bit stronger at the not a little bit a lot stronger at the marketing side of it and uh, so that helps us out and with all the ideas that Ryan comes up with trying to do the Tommy franchise and everything else he's always asking us to do things that are stretching our capabilities and our imagination which pays off
1: Great. It looks like a great relationship. That's a good thing about the car wash industry in general is there's always these family stories that come up, and and that's why I have really liked the car wash industry. So what do you think with with the private equity money that's coming into the industry and consolidation, what do you think effect it's going to have on this family atmosphere?
2: Well, I think it's a... a you know, obviously going to be a strain on that because it's becoming corporate and pull us away from the family thing but i think that family thing in this industry is is pretty strong because the relationships are what make things happen the way they do Our kind of our strategy almost our target customers where we thrive in the industry is is the the chains that develop that are family-owned and guys who are the word we always use are passionate about car washing and. Uh, that, that doesn't fit in a corporate culture when you get that big. It's just, it, it's not, there's anything bad about it. It's just too big to, to function that way. And uh, you see already some of the corporate people get into it and they're already divesting of themselves. And some of the folks get in it. And, uh, you know, there was a strategy when one of the brands came out a few years ago where they were going to try to take established washes, talk these guys into becoming part of this franchise group but they want a controlling interest in the washes. And it's like, you don't understand. (laughs) These people are entrepreneurs who's who's literally their lives have gone into this and you're asking them to give away controllership but stay in the business. It doesn't make sense to, it's the nature of the car wash folks being entrepreneurial It does not lend itself to that corporate structure. They don't mind building themselves into a corporation. That's what everybody hopes happens. But to have that kind of forced on you, I don't think fits the personality of who the car washers are. Yeah,
1: I think I would tend to agree. And I still think the majority of people will be independent operators, even though there's consolidations. I think we'll still have a vast majority of people as independent operators. And we'll we'll continue that flavor of the car wash. So, great discussion. I do appreciate it. If people want to find out more information about AVW, where would you send them to?
2: Um, Our booth here, obviously, at all the shows, but uh, avwequipment.com there is, uh, on the website, there is an info Email address there, and we religiously stay on top of that. So it'd be great to hear from you there.
1: Okay, great. Bob, thank you so much. a lot of
0: fun. Appreciate the conversation. All right. That was a great conversation, Dave. Uh, again, Bob's easy to chat with and full of knowledge. You had a chance again to run in with him uh, at Splash and, and have this conversation. So I wanted to ask you some, some follow up questions. We touched on some of this in the introduction, but We've chosen to go with a belt at the new car wash that we're building. Give me some of the reasons, some of the thought process that you went through to decide to go with the belt, because it certainly was more expensive. Yeah, it
1: was a lot more expensive. And I think that's (laughs) the big barrier people are struggling with right now is belt technology is extremely expensive in comparison to a, to a regular conveyor. Uh, But I think as, there's a couple of reasons. First of all, I think the experience is better. I think generally some people have difficulty loading on a conveyor. They can't really see what's going on and they have difficulty of, you know, when, once they stop, they've got only three or four seconds to get their car in neutral and put off the brake. And some people are good at that and some people are not a good at that. And so it causes causes issues. It causes an uncomfortableness with people who have to load on conveyors. So that's one reason I think it it eliminates that. Second of all, I think it's uh, I, I do think it's it's a it's just a better experience uh, as people go in. They can put their car in park. They can put it in neutral. And I think with newer car technologies coming about, I think the we just might have to put the car more in park than in neutral. Uh, I think, you know, there's talk in the car wash industry of neutral going away. There's really not a need for cars to be in neutral anymore. They were originally designed, transmissions were designed with neutral because of the need to tow vehicles. And most people don't tow vehicles like the old school tow trucks that we're familiar with, where you kind of lift up the front end and you roll on the back two tires. Those tow trucks are going away and they, you know, they basically put vehicles on platforms now. So you actually see, you know, on a platform they get rolled up there and be put on a platform. So there's talk in the automotive aftermarket industry of maybe neutral uh, going away in the future, which will make it very difficult for people to roll uh, to roll on a conveyor. Um, so those are some advantages. I think there's some speed advantages too. There's there's the talk, and I think Bob talked about this as you can. Uh, the processing time of cars is increased. So the, the estimate is about 20%. You can wash 20% more cars on a belt than you can on a conveyor. Yeah. And so that, those statistics came from a, a, a friend of mine who is a, a very large car wash operator in Germany who had a double tunnel and he had a conveyor on one side and he had a belt on the other And he was able to, and and when he's running full, full blast, he was able to watch 20% more cars on the belt. So there, there is some, some backing to that. And, uh, you know, when you have a smaller tunnel and you're kind of in a tight site, like we are, I think it's going to make it more difficult to, you know, when we want to be busy, we want to make sure we're processing all the cars we can.
0: Absolutely. All right. A couple of questions specifically: the maintenance costs. I think you've looked at that, and it's it's a challenge because there's not a lot of historical data there. We certainly don't have a lot of experience with it. But you're finding and you're hearing that it's a wash. In other words, the additional investment you make up with on maintenance, or are we not quite sure there yet? Talk to me. Yeah, about Yeah, I think that. we're
1: not quite sure. I think the replacement parts are very expensive. So one of the things you got to consider is you know you got to take care of these things. You can't let them. You can't let them sit and you cannot let them go from a maintenance perspective. You got to take care of them. You got to clean them. You got to make sure they are being cleaned and you have to maintain these things because otherwise it's a very expensive to change out. The belt itself is extremely expensive. And the encouraging thing is I think costs will come down over time uh, with these. So. You know the the, the parts replacements uh, right now are astronomically expensive, and that's what keeps people from I think a lot of people from doing it. And uh, maintaining them is tough uh, because you're dealing with with big equipment, and the car wash environment is is a is a harsh environment because not only do you have chemical and water, but you've got dirt and you've got grit. And in our part of the country, you've got decomposed granite, which is a, a extremely abrasive. Uh, substance. And so that, that wears on the, the actual plastic part of the belt that wears on the stainless steel or the steel plates that the, that the, uh, the belt rides on. It wears on the gears that run the belt. So there's a lot of things you got to consider, but you've got to, you know, really make sure you've got a good solid maintenance plan in place to take care of it.
0: Yeah, that's a great point. And then, of course, you touch on all of the customer experience components of it. Uh, There's things also like being able to accommodate wide frames like a Raptor or low profile tires and sports cars, all of those things. Now you eliminate all of that issue that leads to customer service issues and problems and not be able to take certain cars. There, there's a lot of evidence anecdotal because that's one of the challenges, right? Because it's certainly in the express model, we don't interact as much with our customer. It's hard to get that feedback. And we certainly don't know why they don't come or why they don't come back every time. And But we have heard anecdotally that some of it is because of that complexity of getting onto the track, uh, being guided on, and the embarrassment and how uncomfortable it is. In fact, I think Bob spoke to it that, it's a skill that we have to use only when we go to a car wash. So we we forget because we're around it all day long how uncomfortable that is for a lot of customers.
1: Yeah, and you're asking people to do a lot of things at one time, um, and it's it's a challenge, and a certain percentage of people are going to have difficulty with that. So this sort of eliminates a lot of those. A lot of those challenges.
0: Most washes have like our new one, where you have you're you're asked to do a hairpin turn and then align your tire perfectly onto this track, and you've got somebody. Hopefully, they're doing it nicely, but (laughs) so this all this pressure and that it seems subtle, but it does have an impact on whether people decide to come back. And I think the customer experience we're going to provide, and then all the other benefits of additional throughput, that that's what we're betting on in part. Right. Right. So converting your your existing tunnels do not have a belt. What's your thought process there? And when do you think you might consider it? Uh, Obviously, part of it is waiting to see how it works out on this next wash. But what does somebody have to consider to retrofit? one? Yeah, it's a
1: major job. I mean, you've got to kind of redo your entire floor. You've got to widen the trench. So the trench that we're putting in is between six and eight feet as opposed to three or four feet. Uh, So you literally have to dig everything out and, and re-pour your floor uh, for this type of conveyor. I think you've got to take most of your equipment out to do that. Um, So you're talking being down for a week or two, uh, which is a a pretty, so it, it would be a major renovation. I think people that can figure this out and do it quickly will be successful. I don't think uh, the industry isn't really clamoring for this yet. Um, we have a few conveyors that are about to wear out, so we're going to consider it. But uh, to be down for a week or two is is a big, big ask, you know, from a from a financial standpoint. And since we have a pretty aggressive, I mean, we have a large unlimited car wash customer base too. We've got to figure out what to do from that standpoint. So down, downtime and and major maintenance times is going to be more difficult to do in the future. So we'll we'll kind of see what 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 the OEMs are are able to do, if somebody can provide a pretty quick system to do this, I think they'll, they'll have a lot of opportunity.
0: So it was surprising when you said this has been around for 10 years. We certainly have seen, I mean, we saw the explosion of it at uh, when I attended the last show in Vegas, but yet, as you just alluded to, not a, not significant adoption. Is it the cost? I got to think that's holding people back. What, what do you think is the reservation when people are building wash, as to why they're not putting in more
1: belts. Yeah, I think it's cost. I mean, this is between two and three times the cost of a conveyor. So it's a major investment. It's a major investment. And then the other question is maintenance. So, you know, when do you need to replace the yeah. belt? If you've got to do it within, you know, two hundred thousand cars, then you're essentially spending the same amount of money for a belt that you would a brand new conveyor. And so those those numbers have got to come down and they will. They they're just gonna take some time. There's gonna be more people manufacturing these items. And once, once they do that, then I think you'll see some of the costs come down, but it's, it's very expensive. It's very expensive. And it's an investment. A lot of people don't want to make up front uh, especially if you're a new car wash owner, you don't really understand the benefits of it. So you're not necessarily willing to make that investment. Yeah. And then once you're an, ex- once you're great, great. Yeah. Stuff. Once you're an existing car wash operator, then it's almost impossible to do right. Cause now you got to, it's a, it's, it's a major renovation to your existing wash.
0: Okay. Great stuff. And uh, we will obviously keep our listeners informed as we go through the experience of installing and using one at our next wash. So we'll, we'll update on this topic over time here over the next couple of years, certainly. So thanks, David. Thanks to Bob Schaefer as well for sharing his knowledge on this topic. And thanks to our show sponsor of Focused Car Wash Solutions. And thank you for listening to this episode of The How of Car Washing.